Hey friends, it's Coley. Welcome to Still With You. I am so excited that you join me for another episode of the podcast. Maybe you can relate to this, but I'm a big fan of rhythms. I love having intentional and strategic practices in place that help me keep focused. One of my favorite rhythms with Still With You is finding the right music to accompany us all season long. I am so excited to finally have a conversation and hear the heart behind the song Will Be Alright that we are sharing this year from my friend, folk indie artist Gabrielle Grace. The first time I heard the single, I felt its warm words of hope wrap around me like my favorite blanket. Gabrielle Grace is a singer-songwriter who is fully committed to telling stories. She believes authenticity and honesty is one of the most important qualities when it comes to music. She released her debut album, This Beautiful Life, in February of 2019. And she is releasing her six-song EP, Will Be Alright, this Friday, March 5th. That's right, it is EP release week. I'm so excited to be celebrating this with you guys. Gabrielle Grace was born and raised in a small town in southeast Texas before moving to Nashville, Tennessee. Her folk indie acoustic sound developed as she made her way into the scene playing show after show. Gabrielle's music has been described as authentic, catchy, but not in a forceful way, and lyrically insightful. What's so funny is she actually started on drums before she moved to becoming a singer-songwriter. Gabrielle is an incredible, generous human being and a beautiful, creative artist. I hope that you have the same feeling as you listen to us talk about her story of how she came to fall in love with music in a very unexpected way. We also talk about the new EP that releases this Friday, Will Be Alright, six new songs. I'm so excited for her and want to take this moment to celebrate all of her hard work. Make sure you pre-save the EP. The link for this will be in the show notes. You can always find more information at her website, gabriellegracemusic.net. There's so much that I'm excited for you to hear in this conversation. Like I said, Gabrielle is amazing. Not only does she have a one-of-a-kind singing voice, but she loves the heck out of people and wants to surf through all that she does and she is such a gift to us especially every week as she generously extends sharing her art through will be all right our theme song for season four i think it is amazing how gabrielle centers her life on jesus and from that relationship and the experiences she has in encountering him she brings that to relatable music that offers that same hope that he pours into her I'm so grateful for Gabby. I cannot wait for you all to meet her and hear her story. It is my honor to welcome to Still With You, my friend, the beautiful folk indie artist, Gabrielle Grace. Your music is so vulnerable, like things that you've actually walked through. Yes, I have a tendency whenever in the moment I write something or I record something for the first time and I'm like, I've never done this before. I think that's the beautiful thing about vulnerability is it's whatever happens in this space and you can't see this, but a studio room kind of thing. And it's like, nobody else is seeing this right now. And literally it's just you and the Lord. (laughs) It's just like, all right. And that's the scary thing about music. Nobody else, unless it's co-written, sees the process. You only have yourself and yourself to say, is this good? in that moment until you send it out to like your friends those are the people that I cherish the most because they're the listeners but they're also like my best friends so they're like brutally honest but I need that in my life to be like hey but also like carrying vulnerability is so special because it's not perfected it's a beautiful thing but it's also a very 
terrifying. <laughs> You're an artist. I consider myself maybe like partially a creative. I don't know. You I are. just you are. <laughs> you have a microphone in front of your face. <laughs> I try to be. I try to be with writing and you know having to share part of my life for this. There's so much that happens in the behind the scenes that I feel like we don't see in the finished product. A perfect example is how we even got connected because I last year discovered your music, started listening, loved it and said, Hey, would you want to come on the podcast? You said yes, which I'm so thankful for. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Then I was like planning, going to get it set up. And I just kept feeling like there was a pause, like there was a delay of for some reason, or another, like I just wasn't getting back to you on time. It was almost like an accident, but an accident on purpose because what happened when you released We'll Be All Right, I was looking for my new theme song for season four and I heard it and I was like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. This is why we haven't connected yet in recording. (laughs) This is why... I want to talk about this song and I feel like my people, my friends listening, like this is a song that we need every week to walk us through this. And I'm grateful for the behind the scenes stories that don't really have a name or even a narrative until we can kind of see at least part of why we were waiting. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for even saying that and having me on this. I've never been on a podcast before, so it's very much an honor and a privilege. Well, I hope you don't take this like weird. (laughs) You have a beautiful singing voice, but I will be honest. I'm very fascinated by like your speaking voice. I've gotten that so many times. What do people say? When people do either meet me for the first time or close friends hear me sing for the first time and they're just like, wait, like that's you? And I'm like, yeah, I couldn't tell you. I have a very alto low voice, but I can sing weirdly high and I don't know. It's always interesting because I don't listen to my voice as an outside person. And obviously, because your voice and singing, I feel like should be the same. And I'm like, God, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope this is okay for me to say, but it oh feels yeah, like, it does like okay. a contrast. Like it, your voice is yeah. a little bit lower. I am a little bit jealous when I do this. I usually turn up the bass on my voice because I'm yeah. like, please, like give me some thickness there, you know. And so, my like, voice is thick. <laughs> no, I, I mean it in the most complimentary. No, I way. know. I love it though. It's so Thank fun you. to listen to. Thank you. It's so weird. I agree when I listen to like how I sing. I'm like, most people are like, your voice is lower than that. And I'm like, I couldn't tell you. I don't like try anything different. Okay. It's just what comes out of my mouth. It's weird. Well, where did that start? your journey in singing like how did you discover that you could sing it definitely (laughs) discovered me and called me out I ran from it for the longest time I did not plan on doing this and I would never see myself even being in this spot right now I was nine when I started playing acoustic guitar but before that I remember banging on pots and pans in my kitchen floor and drums were my actual like first instrument really yeah and so I fell in love with rhythm and all that stuff so most people don't know that because I I I think I would kill everyone in this apartment complex if I had a drum set, but... It was just like my parents were like, all right, you broke the third drum set. And they're like all electric ones. And they're like, probably like, we're giving up on this. And so I, I end up 
doing acoustic guitar. And then when I was nine, I just had that natural rhythm. I think my guitar teacher, I took lessons for a year and then the world opened up to YouTube. Since I was nine, go play sports and then would go home, do my homework and then play guitar and be on ultimategatar.com forever, just learning covers. And I would sing, but I would literally be in my room, shut the door. You're not allowed to hear me play anything. I've always like struggled with confidence. I mean, everyone does. I feel like I would just hide in my bedroom and be like, no one can hear me. I'm going to sing. And at the time there was like the Jones brothers, the punk pop nasally thing. So I would try to sing really nasally. And that just wasn't a good thing. It all started in youth group. I just played acoustic, would play some drums. And then when I was 16, I actually sang in front of people for like the first time. How do you ever. feel in that moment? Was there oh, anything man. significant about it? Or were you just glad to be done? How did it go? Kind of a both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anything you do that's exciting and vulnerable is like exhilarating and all the sudden like everything at the same time. I would throw YouTube videos up. I would post them on Facebook, but think no one could hear them. I don't know what was in my brain mm -hmm. thinking that nobody actually heard them. But eighth grade, I think I did a talent show with my friend and people were like, oh, that was good. I did sports and so I wasn't really like consumed with music. I was, yeah. but it was like the thing I did as a hobby. I still do it as a hobby, but it's gotten more real. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's gotten lately. Real. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like just playing a couple chords now. When I was 16, I actually played at, it was like a dance recital for like our high school. They were called the Strutters. Did you and play piano for them too? No, I just played acoustic. Oh, um, okay. And it was like during this like, I don't know how to describe it in this big auditorium, like their dances and everything. Mm -hmm. And then they would have like little interlude sections where like people would come play. And so I did like, I think it was a One Republic song, Chasing Stars. I forget what song that is, but counting it was stars. like, yes, Counting Stars. And so I did that song and my whole family was there and like, I remember my sister, she was like, I don't know how you just did that. And I was like, I don't know how I just did that either, because mm -hmm. it was like more than a thousand people in that auditorium. Oh, wow. And then I started leading worship in youth group after that moment. I hid from singing and I'm still growing to love my voice. I feel like nobody's like, I love everything. Mm -hmm. I still have to be like, hey, like chill, don't critique everything. Because it is, I feel like, a unique, different voice from what I hear from outside perspective. Because there's yeah, a lot of people that's that like are the gift. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot of people that are like, you should go American Idol. And I'm like, no, because I don't have the the natural, like belting, like big vibrato voice, you know, and I know mm -hmm. myself that I'm just going to like be critical the whole time. One of the reasons why I love listening to you is because I don't, believe that you are performing for me. I feel yeah. like you're just, hi, I'm Gabby. This is what's on my heart. And you say something in a very beautiful way. And I imagine yeah. that anyone who's heard your music or spent any time around you, I believe they'd have the same feeling. Thank you. That is very humbling and really cool to hear. I hope what I can create is God-breathed and hope-filled that people know that they're known and loved and I'm no different than them that struggles with the same things. Yeah. Yeah. We're all trying to not figure this thing out, but live with one another in communion and love each other well. I hope that what I do, not just with singing in my lyrics, but what I do with the words I speak and whatever way I can treat social media or whatever I can do to just let people know that they're loved. And I'm not just saying that as like a cheesy way of, mm -hmm. I hope people are known and loved, but like genuinely, like we see so much divide and division. I think people are just yearning for community and love more than ever. <laughs> that weighed on my mind very heavy walking into the new season of the podcast, thinking about how to lead people well, 
when Mm -hmm. I've had moments where I don't know how to lead myself. Things that have happened in my own personal life outside of the things that are happening in our world. I'm grateful for friends like you, even though we don't share the same city. Like I feel like I can look and see the things that you're saying and the things that you're praying for and believing, speaking about through your music and to know that I am not alone. And so that feeling that I felt when I listened to will be all right. I was listening to it on a car ride. And I remember just having had kind of just a moment where I'm like, it's enough. Like I'm so done with what's happening in this season and feeling, I don't know if you're like me, but I sometimes feel people's burdens. (laughs) I'm a two on the Enneagram. (laughs) I feel things very deeply and too much at times. It's a thing that I just sometimes have the habit of doing. And so when I listen to we'll be all right. And also, I mean, I mean, of course, I've listened to your other music, but just it yeah. felt like the timing of that song. I mean, maybe we should go there next. The timing of it is crazy. The words of it just are indescribable of how I feel like they were perfect for this year. I didn't even know I was writing for an EP. But <laughs> I had all the songs. I had five songs. And so my producer, Keith, and I were going to put those five songs, working on them. And We'll Be All Right is a song that... I truly thank God for because I literally don't feel like I wrote it because it was such a spiritual moment, literally pressing record on my voice memos and letting everything out of me in a matter of five minutes. I'm a gibberish kind of mumbler writer, so I just like play and then it's like a da 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 and the melody <laughs> and then I pick out what I'm saying it's like yeah. weird that's how that song was and then the chorus was just will be all right so kind of explain the story it was actually on Valentine's Day I wrote that song this is 2020 we were supposed to get married in June Jimmy and I my husband and I we were still dating it was February I was wedding planning I was doing shows every week I worked at a coffee shop I worked at a church full-time worship pastor and I was being a girlfriend you know and being a friend and having all my social life and writing and dying basically all summed up he was in cross country and track in that season doing school working and he preached some at the church too and so we were both just going and going and going and I lived in Murfreesboro at the time so it's like 30 minutes out of Nashville Mm -hmm. Um, and he was in Nashville still at college living on campus even when I was in Nashville, we would not see each other. Our schedule was so busy. I was done somewhere. He was at practice running. If I was free, he wasn't. And it was just vice versa the whole time. I remember it was Valentine's Day. We really don't do much because we're just like, I really think we should be intentional all the time. But like, I still think it's like we will eat a nice dinner, you know, treat ourselves for once. But that's how we are too. Yeah. I don't mean to be this way, but I'm probably more of like the anti-Valentine's Day girl. It just like makes people feel terrible when they don't have something. I'm just, oh, we got to do that to society. When people are, you (laughs) don't feel like they're probably enough. Absolutely. So we just didn't really do anything, but we haven't seen each other in like two weeks at that time. And we were literally in the same city. So I remember we were FaceTiming and he actually had to preach at a different church that morning. I had to leave worship. And so Sundays were like our days to hang out. We don't have to worry about anything. He would might do some homework, but it was that Saturday for that Sunday and we FaceTimed. And I remember we were just like not frustrated with each other on the phone call, but we were just like, why is like life so busy right now? And we don't get to spend any time with each other. And even though we're anti-Valentine's Day people, 
we would like to see each other. Yeah, and know, it feels seeing... like all you're working for is moving forward together. Yeah, yeah the everything. purpose is together and it's not even happening. No, and the togetherness isn't in motion. We were just like frustrated on the phone call and it wasn't like we were mad at each other. It was just like this mm-hmm. tension of just, I love you, you love me, but like we're still learning how to love each other. So I got the phone call and I just remember like crying and literally pressing record. And I don't know for you, it's different for everyone who does something that they're passionate about but i get like this like something inside me that just like needs to come out when it comes to a song and so i knew it was like that kind of thing and so i just had all this built up grab my guitar and put it on capo five and then play two chords the whole time and just started singing and i have the voice memo still it was so much slower and it's funny because it's like an oxymoron it's very like opposite of sad now it's like hope filled and yeah i just remember writing that in like five minutes and i sent it to my producer keith and he was like gabby we're doing this song he heard something in it that i was just like you know what maybe next record whatever and oh my gosh that pains my heart to hear right <laughs> oh no no i couldn't imagine it being well, time. and that's where i'm just so thankful because that was in february of last year before the pandemic hit before yeah. I played my last show in March and little did I know that I needed that song for myself. Yeah. I needed to hear that song, not just for Jimmy and I, but for myself of just singing, we'll be all right. Even like singing about the frustrations of life. I didn't know I ever needed to write a song for myself. And I think I struggled with that for a long time of songwriting because it's like, well, this is for other people. Yeah. Did you feel selfish? I did. I struggle with like ever feeling selfish about anything. I'm very much like, I want you to have that. And it's that self. It is a little selfish to be that way. You know, I've even learned like to want to give everything away and not have boundaries is even selfish in itself. I struggled. I was like, God, is this song for myself? And in that season of just like moving, so we end up moving our, a lot of stuff happened between that of COVID hitting. We both got laid off our jobs. Getting married, yeah. Yeah, getting married in May during a pandemic, 20 people in my pastor's backyard. It was. I watched the- your wedding video and I love it so much. I've had other friends who got married this past yeah. year. I think it is so cute to see like how they made everything their own and you look so beautiful and I Thank that you. is still so fresh and so I just want to say congratulations. I love it. It was Thank it almost you. felt like I was there even though I know I that was the really cool thing. It was awful to say like, hey, sorry, you can't be here. But when we use the internet for good, it can be a good source of like inviting people in. Yeah. We had people that we didn't invite that send us things and it was the kindest thing ever. Yeah. And like people say like, hey, I watched your wedding. And I'm like, I didn't even know this person knew who I was, you know? <laughs> That's so cool, though, because I hope that they could see, like, the hope and the love and everything in the midst of everything crashing down, that there's still good that can yeah. move on in this time. And so I think it was cool, especially in so much uncertainty, to see some certainty. So you're living in Nashville right now, Yes, correct? well, a little bit out of Nashville. It's Smyrna. It's okay. like 15 minutes. It's the cheaper route. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting to know the area. I yes. know it super well. Everything so. is Nashville. If it's just at this point, people are just like Franklin's Nashville everywhere. It's like this bubble is Nashville. But where are you originally from? Like, where did you grow up? Texas. I'm, Texas. Okay. Yeah. I think I must have like missed the step of what took you to Nashville because I honestly didn't know yeah. you were born and raised. Oh, no. Okay. I Southeast Texas. So I moved here actually to not do music at all. I studied theology 
told you at uh, Treveca, I'm actually Treveca. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> shirt. this is Jimmy's. I'm still <laughs> office. So these, yeah, I moved here 2015. Wow, it feels like forever ago. So I've been here a little over five years. Whenever I was in high school, I was actually like in a little worship band. We did like shows opening up for, uh, do you know Micah Tyler? Mm-hmm. He's a CCM artist. Oh, um, yes, 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 I do. So I do he was yes, like yeah. a mentor growing up, which is so cool. We knew he was going places, but he like mentored our little band and we got to open up for him some places and then go play some youth retreats and stuff. And so that was really formative in my high school years. I knew I had a calling into ministry. So I literally went to school for that and studied worship arts is what the major is called at Treveca in Nashville. And I did a philosophy. Well, I attempted at a philosophy minor. I won't say I actually completed it, but I did love philosophy. So it was kind of like a music degree, but mainly theology. And so like I'm a nerd with reading all of that. And so most people are like, wait, you didn't like come to Nashville for music. And I'm like, no, I did not want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's shocking to me. <laughs> to me, when I hear that, it was like God puts you in the right place before your heart knew what it needed. Yes. I believe that if certain things wouldn't have it would have happened to me at certain times in my life, I wouldn't be prepared for mm-hmm. that. I wouldn't have the confidence, the courage, or the maturity at all to handle whatever was in that place. If I were to put this EP out two years ago, there's no way I would have been ready maturity-wise for that. God always knows what he's doing and has always a funny way of doing it, but it's always good and it's always right, whether we see that or not. I think I was a sophomore when I started writing. So I put out a project my senior year college called This Beautiful Life. 12 songs. I love it. Thank so you. It it's so funny. I don't think anyone like not in a bad way, but knows about it. When you do music, you just keep going. I don't like not promote that. But when you move on to the next thing, there's a new season for things. So you have to keep reaching more people. But I love that project. And I did it with my best friends. Prone to Wander is the track that I love right now. I really do. I love it so much. That has to be my favorite on the album because I wrote that in Croatia on a train. So I was working my sophomore year that summer. I had the opportunity to go to Croatia and work at two refugee camps. And some of my best friends I met there. And just that experience was so humbling and a realization to be grateful what I have. We were on the train and I remember writing my prayers on the train. I journal a lot because I don't have the attention span to sit and close my eyes, which is terrible. I'm learning to practice that and pray out loud and sit still for a second, but I just process way better writing. And I think the Lord knows that. Um, (laughs) Unless I'm praying out loud in a group and then it's like everything comes up. But Mm -hmm. if it's just me, it's me with a pen in my hand because I can't do it any other way. Even on Sunday mornings, I write my prayers because even for me, though, I feel more intentional with it. I think about, okay, what do I want to say? What do the people need to hear? So I remember we were riding on a train and I just wrote out the whole song, the whole song literally without a guitar. And that never happens for me. I'm usually like melody and then the lyrics or lyrics. And then I always have to have the music with me. That song was written on that train and I brought it back to America like two weeks after. And I just remember writing the chords to it and I didn't change a single line. And I was like, all right, that's never happened. And it still hasn't happened since then. I remember we walked probably like six miles or so after we got the train, we would have to 
to walk. It wasn't six miles. That's dramatic. Like three miles to <laughs> to the camp. Yeah. I run now. And so my brain just like and wants to say like longer miles or something. But yeah. so it was raining. It was pouring down rain. And we were soaked by the time we got there. And these people who literally have nothing but maybe clothes that were donated to them or whatever were offering their shoes mm. and their clothes to us. I still don't know what to say to that. Like I still get that image in my head that like we have everything with us, yeah. even in our hotel rooms and these people don't know what life looks like where they're going to end up next because they can't get citizenship and these people are offering me things when I am so undeserving (laughs) you know I really think that it's an important detail or I get I don't even know how to say it other than like I feel like where we hear from God and you got the lyrics for that song in Croatia like I really do believe that there is a spillover and when we're in a certain place and we have an idea downloaded for the first Mm -hmm. time the landscaping what we're looking at I really do feel like that affects what we create I won't listen to that song the same but at the same time even listening to that I feel like I could feel the message of that you you know bring hope to the hopeless you can feel textures of the places where ideas were born even though like I wasn't there does that make yeah. sense? No, maybe, yeah, maybe it does. Crazy. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's why I, I like hearing stories of how songs are written, talking to my husband, because he thankfully listens to all my stuff, even though he probably doesn't want to some days. He'll hear something, like I played him a song that I'm putting a cover up later today, and like he heard it completely different than I did. And we both heard it completely different than the girl who wrote it, because I just found out what she wrote it about today. And I was like, well, that's totally different than what I thought. It hits different. And I think that's why it's so cool to hear how people write songs but also when you don't know you get the full perspective of yourself and how you feel and what you can see when you listen to that song and that's why it's so cool when you said that because it's different than like how I wrote it but that's the beauty of music it's very universal Hey friends, I hope you are loving my conversation with Gabrielle. I'm interrupting for a quick moment to remind you this is EP release week for Gabrielle's new EP, We'll Be Alright. This EP will hold six new songs, including the theme song for season four of Still With You. I've been so expectant for Gabrielle's new music. The best way that you can be the first to receive the new EP and also support Gabrielle is to pre-save the album through Spotify. Spotify is a free app, which I love and listen to music through it all the time. In the show notes of this episode, there is a link for you to find. It's a simple step. Click on it, pre-save. This helps more than you know, supporting Gabrielle's music. I am super excited for her and her team and just want to support her in any way. You know how grateful I am and how much I love my friends who make music. It means the world to me. Of course, since you are part of Still With You, you're included in on that and so we love to support our friends that's just how we do things around here if you need more information you can always find gabrielle on social media her handle is gabrielle grace music or you can find her through her website gabriellegracemusic.net the song you're listening to right now is good without the bad featuring our friend logan pilcher he is amazing we love his voice as well and are grateful for his music this song is also included on the ep it is ep really Release week, and I wanted to give you all the info.
you're in Nashville, you're studying theology, and yeah. you are a musician, but you don't know it fully yet. Tell yeah. me about how that evolved. Yeah. Sophomore year, I wrote, I just kept writing, and all the songs on that album, This Beautiful Life, is in chronological order of how I wrote it. And so I think my junior year, I met my like one of my best friends now, Corey Williams, and I was like, hey... I've heard you like produce two of your songs and I love it. Let's just like make a record together. I don't really plan on doing this, but I just want to do something fun and I love music. So my full name is Gabrielle Grace Ann Schultz. Going into my junior year, my best friend who's still my best friend today, my roommate in college, I was like, I think I want to start like a little music project. Started a separate Instagram account. That went terribly because it was, like <laughs> I had an identity crisis and people were like, who is who? Like, yeah. Why aren't you just putting it on the same page? And because of like the confidence thing, I was like, well, I want people to know like me. And then like, this isn't my identity. Me doing music doesn't mean that that is all of me. And I had to like flush out having that identity crisis, you yeah. know? And yeah, so, yeah. so I started that separate Instagram. I would do like SoundCloud covers, good stuff. I remember I just was like, I'm going to start this side thing and see what it does for fun. And so I recorded the album my junior into senior year. Every day we would be that summer at Trevecca's little studio. At night, I would go play beach volleyball. And then the same day, like I lived on campus. And so we would just go record. And it was that whole summer with my best friends, like had everyone on the musician side to play all the stuff with me. And it was all my best friends. And that was like the coolest thing ever because I didn't plan on anything after that. You yeah. know, and I did like two release shows at our college campus. I sold CDs, you know, I did the merch thing. I guess I did kind of ravel myself into <laughs> doing the artist thing <laughs> but I purely was just like it'd be cool to do like some clothes you know I like clothes you know yes, yeah. it was purely just like I like this stuff and I just want to do it but like I didn't want to do it as a career I was leading worship at a church and I still was I was loving it I was a part of a church plant when I was 19 mm-hmm. so I was interning and they're like hey you want to come lead worship and I was like I'm 19 are you <laughs> are you crazy like I just did youth group stuff bring them into the presence yeah and so <laughs> I was doing that and while also recording and what happens, how I met my producer now, Keith. So Corey was like his assistant, okay. helped him a lot. Corey was like, hey, Keith said that he'll help with vocals because I really don't know much about vocal recording and comping and all that stuff. And he said he would help mix it. And so I was like, okay. So we went over to Keith's house first time and Keith is great. He helped. And then it was like, we didn't talk for a little bit. You know, I put the the album out. We were actually just talking about this other day because I went over to his place. He helped me uh, set my guitar pedal board. And he's like, all right, so what do we do now? Because <laughs> we're done recording. <laughs> I remember I went to go help sing some BGVs on a song. I was like, I think I want to like take myself more seriously doing this thing. Because I pondered on it a little bit because... I mean, when you say yes to music, being an artist, you're saying yes to sacrificing a lot of money, you know, yeah. and sacrificing a lot of time. I think after the album went out and it did better than I expected because I didn't really expect it to blow up. You know, it was my first thing and I just wanted people to know that yeah. I didn't put any singles out. I mean, I went literally 
against all marketing things. <laughs> I I put a 12 yeah. song album out for the first thing I ever did and didn't put a single out. I was just like, hey, here's this 12 link thing. You know, like people will listen to like five songs. And they're like, all right, I'm going to go do something else because like people's attention spans today are like not yeah. there. That was really a risk, but it was purely because I didn't want to do this, but not in a bad way. It's just like I didn't intend for it. it yeah. Like and- you just took like the next step in front of you and kind of were just like, okay, and, and now I'm here. I mean, I played a show and I fell in love with it. I started doing house shows and I was like, all right, I love this. What do I do? I couldn't stop. And it was just a natural thing. And the conversations after a show of like, prone to wonder, it talks about God and there's people that are drunk. Yeah. And they're like, there's something different. I don't know. That's the coolest thing about music, especially being a Christian. And I don't go into playing a show being like, I can't wait to just like convert someone. You know, that's weird. Right. Yeah. Like um, when I show up to record, I just am like, hi, I'm Coley. I just want to have a conversation. And if we end up talking about God, because that's a passion, yeah. when, like I want it to be so natural that it doesn't ever feel forced. Yeah. I think that's like why I'm fascinated by you and some of our friends, you know, like Philip Vo and yeah. some other friends who are believers. And we're and I'm like, what does that look like to be a believer? And then also write music about life. Because I was looking over the question last night to make sure I didn't say anything dumb. Today. Oh, girl, you can't uh, say anything dumb. <laughs> um, I was talking to Jimmy. I was like, because I write worship music too. Yeah. But worship is the same as like my experience in my day-to-day life. You same, know, yeah. the way that I sing about my husband is singing about God because of the way that my husband loves me is mm-hmm. like Jesus. That's not technically a worship song, but it is because the goodness of God is in the way that my husband loves me. Yeah. John Foreman. Do you yes. listen to his music? Oh my goodness. I know. He's a pro at that. He talks about life experiences. That's what worship is. It's our life experience and the way that we react to those. It's Mm-hmm. how we handle the hard times. It's how we process. And I think as songwriters, that's what we do. I mean, there's songs on this upcoming EP that were in the hardest times of my life, but the most hope-filled, those are opposite. How do you align those two? It's above me and I can't comprehend that. What are you most excited about with the new EP? I have not been more excited for something, I think, in a very long time. I'm also quite terrified. Also, when our friends find your music, the singles leading up to the EP. And, yeah, the hands. And, um, yeah, Wayward, Safety, Go With, go with the Bad. Yeah. They'll, you'll, they'll see the hands. And so I noticed the other day that when you look at Wayward Safety, I'm going to call it yarn, but I know it's yeah. like, it's string. There's a lot of string around these two hands. And then when you I'm listen- I'm so glad you noticed this. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> when you listen to Good Without the Bad, yeah. there is less string around the hands. And then when you listen to We'll Be All Right, there's one or two strings. Imagine like pulling like the ball yep. of yarn. But I want to hear why. Yes. <laughs> so there's a lot of things I'm excited about. I mean, there's three new songs on there that people haven't heard yet. I'm very proud of all six of the songs. When I was working on this, whenever the pandemic hit and it was like, all right, we had to take a major 
major break from production. So like it's very kind of risk taking to be like, all right, I released three singles and Wayward Safety is about to be a year in February 7th. Mm -hmm. But I'm still putting it on this record. And that's a lot of risk because it's like, why would you do that? But it's because I've been doing this over a year now working on this EP. I think I'm just most excited because (laughs) I have been working at for a long time. So I'm excited to finally like release something that me and the team have just been the team as in Keith, all the guys playing on it and girls playing on it and I've gotten a lot of friends like Logan who I co-wrote Go Without the Bad on. Yeah, our friends know Logan. He's been on the podcast before Logan Culture. Oh my goodness. I miss him so much. Um, I get so excited every time I hear his song on the Subaru commercial. I light up. I'm just like, hey. He deserves all good things in life. (laughs) He he and I wrote that song in 20 minutes. It was the fastest... I have had a co-write with and I'm like, I'm waiting for the next magical moment to happen again. I feel so grateful that I don't know how this happened, but I am in with this local-ish group of like folk (laughs) indie artists. It started when I recorded with Paul Vincent and then I just like kept trickling down and now I'm like, I I am living for it. I love, yes, yes. There's just so many good people that I'm just like, they're my friends, but I learn from them. And Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool that it's not like a competition. It's just like, hey, like I love your stuff. Yes, like I'm, I'm a fan of you and I just purely want to learn from you. I just want to be your friend, but I'm also your fan. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think it's opposite and I, I can never fight for a position. I'm not a fighter. And so music is not competitive at all to me. Well, I follow all of you, everyone that we just, Jordan Chase, you know, um, Logan, Philip, all of Paul. Yeah. I, I follow everyone on Instagram and it's everyone shares each other's work feels real it's it's so good they're great there's a song on there called intruder and i wrote that one at the beach on spring break with all my friends in like 2019 and i was just having so much anxiety and depression in such a like great time i had my little classical guitar that i like never bring with me anywhere and i did and i was learning a coldplay song inspired by a chord progression i went to the other room like where no one was and there's like 10 of us Mm -hmm. and i just went to another room and I came out with that song and I was like, I really like this song. It's really healing for me. There's old singles that are on there, but there's new stuff that I pray and I hope that people can connect to on the same length of those. And they all have different sounds. There's just a piano and vocal one. There's one that has a dulcimer on it, which sounds like a really high pitched keyboard. They all have different sounds. And just the people I've gotten to work with on this record has felt insane. Keith has helped me meet new people, meet new musicians in Nashville that I look up to. It's just been a learning process of how can I learn better, listen better. I feel like writing, not just writing, because I wrote all these songs besides We'll Be Alright, basically writing or finishing the last thing. So these songs are like two or three years old. Yeah, I felt like I've just learned so much with the production of just learning a lot. And so tell me the hands. Can't even like remember how I got this idea. So I run a lot. Were you using Nike Run app? It's called Strava. And so I'm training for like a half marathon officially now in April with my father-in-law and all them. They're crazy. They run a lot. And Jimmy ran cross country and during quarantine, it was just like, all right, I'm going to try and run more than a mile. So now I'm at nine miles this week, my long run. Anyway, so on runs and in the shower, I get the weirdest, crazy ideas. So Wayward Safety was the first thing 
single off this EP. I'm trying to recall everything, but Wayward Safety, I wrote for my best friend in college. I mean, everyone out of college is like, what do I do with my life? And so Wayward Safety is kind of opposite of each other because there's safety in the unknown because God is taking care of us, even in the waywardness of life and unsteady moments. So I remember the hard nights of seeing her and other people like struggle to be like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do next, all the unknown. So I just like saw hands carrying people that has a lot of chaos. And then the next single has less chaos and the hands get closer. Yeah. And then the last single is the hands are like almost touching each other. And there's only one string on there because the closer you get with people, the less chaos or the burdens are carried. I struggled because that idea was like a year and a half ago, which feels so crazy to me. I feel like you need to be kinder to yourself with that because it's <laughs> so timely. No, like I don't feel like accident. I guess it just feels like. I don't know, 2020 was just like a blur that I'm like, because I also don't haven't done live shows. And so it's just, I haven't really played them that much. So it's just been like a weird process of like, when did I put this out? Yeah, I struggled a lot with the EP art, but it doesn't necessarily come all together. But there is merch that is with that. There's some other things that I'm doing to kind of tie it all together that I'm really excited about. The EP is wrapped around community like there's a song called golden that i wrote for a lot of people going through emotionally abusive relationships that like you said earlier i carry things very deeply and most of the songs i wrote for my friends on this ep i think that's why i'm also very excited about because i feel like they're my own experience but taking other people's experiences and writing them because uh, as the church and as a believer i feel like that's also what i'm called to do carry other people's stuff and hopefully tell their story with their permission obviously yeah i can't wait to listen to it really i'm so excited for our friends to hear it and have their own experiences i often will put on your music before i have friends over at my house Mm -hmm. uh, especially like small group nights or just like leave it playing because i feel like it really does carry hope it goes the same for whether you're worshiping it's a specific worship track or it's just sharing what you've experienced and putting it on paper I, i really am very excited and expectant for our friends to have their own moments like I think that's for like their own unique authentic moments while listening to your work that's very kind thank you for also sharing my music I always feel like I just am like I don't know how to say thank you enough you are doing that out of the kindness of your own heart and so I just really appreciate it and I believe that when I look at the podcast I'm I'm a Midwest girl so I kind of up with like the Midwest hospitality and so like I always think of our music as like how I feel and felt like when I would walk into a house and if someone had um, a home-cooked meal going blanket for you to like curl up on the couch while you're chatting or something that makes you think like this is a safe place I can unwind and I really was looking for that song before I almost knew that that was like what I was looking for it was like God put that on my heart like you kind of moved to Nashville to also pursue music before you knew you were ready for that like the timing of it that's what I want when our friends listen hang out with us is just like yeah a safe place and we don't have all the answers we're not perfect but i do know that we are going to be okay because i'm not putting my hope here on this earth that's what's so cool and so humbling again we'll say over and over again i didn't imagine for myself to be in this spot i don't know i think as christians we can do a really really poor job of saying that we haven't experienced something when we have but we just like want to shove not false hope but leaving room for a lament there's hope and 
and lament. There's hope in saying like, you know, I've struggled with that too. We're being made new and restored every single day, but we don't have it all together. Like that's so kind for you to say, because I, I truly hope that people know that they can message me. They can call me, do whatever, because like people just need to know that they're loved. And I truly like mean that. And I yearn for that, that people can have a safe space to be like, hey, I'm questioning this or like confession, you know, like and knowing that there's space for you. I believe this doesn't mean that you can come talk to me about this and we can't have a conversation or listening, not even having a conversation. I don't have to talk, (laughs) you know, I I hope my music leaves space for people to be listened to, not just be talked to. That's how I feel too about podcasts is I want there to be room for people to have their own ideas and to think about things in a deeper level than I think the world wants us to sometimes or that we're like distracted. And I hope that it's a very non-judgmental just to have like a personal experience of um just knowing that like you said like they're seen and known yes Uh, with you arriving to releasing this ep um you mentioned about like how your self-confidence and coming into your own of like owning as an artist do you feel like you can see the change from being at where you were accompanying like the dance performance the recital like yeah the shift in yourself i do and i'm learning what humility and confidence is at the same time because sometimes I've gotten really good at being like, I don't want this to be about me, but ultimately I make it about me trying not to make it about me. Does that make sense? You know, not being confident in what the the Lord has given me, it'd be selfish of me not to do what he has called me to do. After even that performance, I was 16, I was like, no, this is just, even moving to college, I was like, no, just not. I'm just going to leave worship on Sundays, do ministry, live life with people. And I've learned that this also is my ministry and meeting people, having conversations before and after shows. Honestly, I love playing music, but the people are what draw me in. I think that changing that perspective, God molding me and letting him shift a lot of things in me past couple of years has changed that for me. And I see a new person that I can see a year ago is different than who I am now. And I hope that is every year you grow. Yeah. I'm looking forward to also not looking forward because I don't want to like think too far ahead and waste time, but looking forward to see what even the next year holds for seeing how I've changed this year. I want to celebrate with you. Like I'm so excited to celebrate the new project. Thank you. Conference to run and get it. I know that you are putting together and again, we hold all this with like an open hand, but yes, doing some shows in the Gulf Coast and yes, region, correct? Yeah. I never really had people in Florida that I thought I would play shows there. And now I have like a ton of people that I'm like so excited to go meet. Oh, I cannot wait to attend and meet you and hang out and stuff. Like anything you need, even grab some coffee. Yes, I think that'd be so much fun. I think I'm planning a tour in the fall. I'm still trying to work some things out. But of course, I'm also like, I can't play probably any big venues because everyone's going to be hunting those down. But I'll probably be playing a ton of house shows, hopefully, fingers crossed, with COVID and everything in the fall. And hopefully before then, the end of the summer, planning on a couple of release shows with the EP. I'm like hoping to do a Florida tour ASAP because I think I have some people that I'm going to contact and I'm really excited 
because there's just so many great people. Yeah. I just feel so supported and loved and I'm just so honored. <laughs> I am practicing for like, I think two live sessions I'm doing like acoustic versions of like two of the songs and we're doing like two live recorded um, videos of two of the songs on the EP and I'm like I haven't practiced for something like this in a long time and it's not even like a show but it's just like even playing with a band I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this anymore but I'm like so excited all right music video was like so cool too I loved it honestly that was one of my favorite things so whenever you release like music with marketing I didn't go to school and either for music business so i'm like i just look at what other people do and i take in i listen to a ton of podcasts music business podcasts and i'm like what am i doing for wayward safety it was look different than go without the bad go without the bad release look different than we'll be all right i just remember i got with my bud ty who's fantastic uh video guy in nashville my best friends and i was like i just want the song to be fun and bring in my friends, but also just be an idiot. I think I finally got to the point where I'm like, I don't care what I'm like on social media. I hope people know that I am a goofball. I can be that with my friends. And so I just wanted that music video, the lyric video to be chaotic. But also it's like, we'll be all right is the good and the chaos. And so it's kind of like meaningful in that way. I try to do everything purposeful. Sometimes I do things and I'm like, I didn't mean to do that, but I mean, I'll take it. For sure. Thank you. Of course. I hope other people notice it as well. It looks like there's a lot of hard work behind every single thing. I just know that I wouldn't be able to do it without my best friends. I don't know how people do it with all themselves. I give them props, but I think I would die even more than I am. Not that I'm dying, but like you mentally prepare and you prepare like anything that you care about for like this project. I want to prepare well because the people have also invested their time in me. And so it's also giving back to them and the people that have shot the photos, the album cover, everything. And they're all my best friends, too, which is just like the coolest thing ever. Nobody really gets to say that. Like I did this music video with all my friends. I work really hard, but I have people that work really hard with me. It's definitely a team thing. I don't technically have a team, but they're definitely my team. Thank you so much for also allowing us to be part of your little team. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for like including us. And also thank you for using Won't Be All Right on this season. That's so kind. Yeah. All all the new experiences of like being on a pod. I don't know. It's just like I never again like thought I'd be and not saying like, oh, I've made it. But it's just like you don't realize you're doing something. (laughs) You're like here now and you're like, oh, that's really sweet. It's just an honor. So thank you. Of course. And this will not be your last podcast. So So do better next time. (laughs) But I'm saying you're going to have more opportunities that are bigger than what yeah. I... I love your podcast. I've been running to it the past two days. That's awesome. Genuinely hope that you know that it's great. I didn't know any of the people besides me and Philip. And so I'm really excited to see more. Yeah. And so it's great. And you have a great heart. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That means the world coming from you. I know that all of our friends are just really excited about getting to know you and also for the music again. We're really excited for that. Because the podcast is called Still With You, I always ask this question to kind of close us out. So I was wondering, Gabrielle, where is God still with you? I thought really hard about this one. I tried to be prepared, but not like overprepared where I'm like overthinking everything, especially in this season of life. It's funny, but I feel like God's still with me even when I'm not with him, Mm -hmm. you know, when I'm not present. And even when I'm not really paying attention, God's still showing up and still with me. 
And I think I've been more aware of his grace that goes before me, even before I even realize that's there. It's been teaching me a lot in this season, learning to be still a lot more and paying attention to my surroundings and working at a coffee shop. Not every day is glamorous, but even meeting the people every day that I encounter and God using the conversations, how one cup of coffee can make someone's day brighter just by if you ask them how their day is or good morning. But there's some days where I'm really terrible at that. (laughs) And even sitting, reading scripture, praying, whatever it is, I can be really bad at that, but God still shows up. And that just shows how undeserving we are, but how good he still is. I just appreciate your honesty. And I feel like in all that I have seen and heard as I'm getting to know you and listening to your music, I I think that that is what I'm drawn to and the honesty. Even you're kind of talking about it before about how like, we'll be all right is almost like ironic or because it's coming from pain, but it still holds hope. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that is so honest when we can say, yeah, like this really hurts, but this is also really good. Like it's holding of both like the pain and beauty. Well, that's the gospel. It's the good news. It's the suffering and the good. It's like you reflect that so well. And thank you. That is so kind. Thank you so much. Well, you know, we're going to have to have you back. So, okay, cool. Fam. <laughs> I'm so excited to be down there and to meet you guys, all yeah. the, the Florida fam. Y'all are just so sweet and supportive. Well, thank you. Thanks so much. Is Gabrielle Grace not the best? I simply adore her music and the life that she is living in full surrender to whatever comes next. I don't know if you caught it, but I do want to remind you that Gabrielle stepped into working in music full time. That is such a brave thing to do in full trust. And I think it is incredible the Lord's timing of as she's releasing new music. And even in the circumstances of the world that we live in today, I think we all know that it is really a brave thing for local businesses and independent artists to step out in full faith, believing that God is going to honor what he's called them to. And my hope is for us to not only appreciate her music, because that is fully purpose and the goal of is, but also to fully support the good work that she is doing in carrying hope where we feel like there is none. Music just has a way of healing people. I truly believe that is the generous hand of God that allows us to experience songs that are straight from the canons of heaven. I love We'll Be Alright and I really do believe in the work of this song and I'm so thankful that it is here to accompany us every single week on the podcast. If you have not added this song to a playlist or put it in your queue, right now would be an excellent time to start. I will put the link in the show notes of this episode, which you can always find simply looking at the show description. It offers the link to my website, coleybrowning.com. Click the tab still with you. Go to season four. You can immediately find all of the show notes there. I would love to connect with you, talk with you. If there's anything that I can ever do for you, encourage you, support you. I don't know, but you know, and I would love to be able to do that. My handle on social media is Coley Browning, K-O-H-L-I-E and Browning like the rifle, as some people say. I have ways that you can connect with me also through my website. I really do want to extend the invitation of just saying I'm here if you need me for anything. I'd love to pray with you, encourage you, remind you that we will be all right. Not because of anything that we do, all because of Jesus. Again, I'm so grateful for Gabrielle. 
Will you say thank you to her for coming on the show and for generously offering her music every single week and for just being an amazing person, loving the heck out of people. And I want to thank you as well for taking time to hang out with us. I hope you had as much fun as I did. Come hang out with us again next week. Until then, be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.